Bell tolls for thee, balls. Welcome to the third Saturday in October. This is Houndstooth Heroes, brought to you by Druid City Brewing Company. <clears throat> if you're headed to Tuscaloosa for the third Saturday in October, you may be asking yourself, self, where do I park? Well, boy, howdy, do I have the answer for you. Park your hoopty right at the Druid City Brewing Company. It's right there by the bakery and Oz Music at 15th and Hackberry. Short walk to the stadium. Tell the scouts you're going to go to the brewery, and it's 100% free of charge, except for the beer. Get a beer. Don't be an asshole. Buy the beer. I'm Greg. He's Ellis, and we are coming to you live and angry from Nashville, Tennessee, and Santa Fe, New Mexico. You can find us on the website at houndstoothheroes.com or on Twitter at H2Heroes. Are you partaking of a beverage this evening? And it better not be pumpkin due to the orange. It's not an orange you can sit with. No, Gregory, I'm in, I'm in protest over pumpkins this week. So my hate is taking a brownish tint. I'm just on, I'm just on makers tonight, straight makers to stir up that deep-seated anger that I live with always, but especially comes out this week. How about yourself? I like where your head's at. That's right. I wish I could say I was having like an angry orchard like or an F.U. cider. But instead, I'm just enjoying the sweet elixir of a bourbon made from the great state of Kentucky, not from the state of Tennessee. So anyway, let's get this party started. Last week, we went to College Station and had our way with the erotic milkmen until some people had the very worst of backdoor covers, bite them square in the ass. Final score, you're tied, 47, Erotic Milkman, 28. While we're at it, some people were smart enough to take the first the first half tied minus 10, which was still pretty tight. Anyway, yeah, the, the, the final score made the game look closer than it ever was. They opened strong. They ran the ball 10 times for 48 yards. Concerning to take the first score of the game. Uh, But after that, their running game basically fell apart. They were a disaster on kick coverage, which we will get to, and they could not stop Alabama on third downs. Uh, Had their chances, but couldn't pull it together when they needed to. I totally agree. It just never felt like the Aggies had what it took to stay in the game. Uh, Before we move on, and because we are nothing if not inconsistently dedicated to segments that try way too hard but never pan out, I want to get back to a familiar bit. Metsy against the Aggies, who showed out? Oh, Gregory, with four punt returns, averaging 32 yards per return, your 2019 Heisman Trophy candidate, Jalen Waddle, showed out. Waddle, baby, Waddle, baby, Waddle, baby. Okay. Uh, yeah. Anyway, there there was some interesting special teams coaching that I wanted to bring up around Jalen Waddle showing out, and I'm curious if you noticed it. So the Aggies fair caught every kick we sent their way, whether it was you know on the. 15 or the goal line or, or what have you. And I think that may have something to do with that time. Mac Wilson tried to knock a whole mouthful of teeth out from one of their uh, punt returners or kick returners, I should say uh, on the other side of the ball, the tide kick returners were running things out from eight yards back, five yards back, wherever they caught it, which proved to work out pretty well and led to our boy Jalen Waddle straight showing out. Fair enough. All right, second segment. Uh, since you sucked at it last week and were utter failure, do you want to do your bit, the hot take bit? <sighs> 
See, no. see, Gregory, at the beginning of the season, I fancied <laughs> myself as a proprietor of hot takes. I, I thought this would be an endless stream of content for our listener. Right. Hey, Fred, hey, Fred. And here we Ooh. are. Yeah, not week two and no, no content. <sighs> I, got, I got the takes are cold, Gregory. Okay. Oh, okay. So, so anyway, so next up, um, we asked, and speaking of showing out, you heroes showed out questions upon questions for Ask a Hero. First up, because he is our everything, producer Ian asked a hero, and Ian is a pit man of all things, but he would like to know, who is the big old, biggest rivalry villain? Is it Peyton? Or is it Cam? And if it's neither, who is the biggest rivalry villain in Alabama history? And who you got, Betsy? This one is hard for me uh, because in my heart, I know it needs to be a representative from Knoxville. I know Peyton Manning was the devil in orange and, and remains to this day a devil in orange. I was at the quote unquote cam back. I watched those balls roll 20, those oblong balls roll an impossible 20 yards straight down the sideline in Auburn's favor and saw every 89,000 of Cam's teeth smiling after that game. But I, I have to say Peyton on this. I, it's got to be, it's got to be a Tennessee representative. And if not one of these, my vote and which we saw some, uh, some Twitter answers to uh, is Phil Fulmer. I think Phil is the ultimate sort of foil here, but I, I'll take Peyton over Cam. What you got? Yeah. If, of those two, it's Peyton. I was there when he directed the band. I won't forget it. And, and he can burn in hell. Yes, he deserves to die. <laughs> uh, even though Cam beat us, he was bought and paid for. And as our boy Cooley always said, shame is what you sell to a whore. Uh, bonus points if you get that one. If not, listen to more drive-by truckers that do a body good. Except you, Carol. There's profanity, and they probably talk about premarital sex. And speaking of premarital sex, I want to be on the record that I would never, because our next question comes from listener Sophia, my own dear mother. And the grandmother of your child. That's exactly right. It has been noted that listener Sophia lives with listener Fred a mere mile or two, I'm going to say, from Philip, a.k.a. They live next door. Don't let him lie to you. Let's call it a mile or two. Who's really counting? Your property is not that big. All right. Anyway. All right. Uh, perhaps Sophia was using the underground wiring system that I set up to tap his phone lines when I was in middle school. Uh, but somehow, listener Sophia has informed your boys that the Vols this week will be, and hold your stomachs, wearing all orange on Saturday, a uni that they are supposedly 3-0 and in. And, and Gregory, I guess, I, I don't know where the question, where the Ask a Hero comes for you, but I guess what I want to ask you is, what are those? It's the big pumpkin, Charlie Brown. You know, the big pumpkin didn't exist. It didn't. It, Did we ever get to the bottom of that? Was there a big, big pumpkin? Not, I don't know. <laughs> a big, a big dumpkin. Uh, okay. I think, I think the big pumpkin lives in your heart, unless you're a Tide fan. And yeah, yeah. that's. No, no, that's what I got. All right. All right. Moving on. The next Ask a Hero listener, Zach, offered a moment for some reflection. He asked what our fave and least fave moments from the third Saturday in October are. And I'm going to start because our longtime listener. Hello again, Fred. 
he knows that this is a big one for me. I grew up in East Tennessee. I wore my tied jerseys. What I was trying to think of who my quarterback was. Who was pre Freddie Kitchens? It was probably it was probably Mike Shula. Wore my Shula jerseys to preschool uh, and was sent home decked out in orange every year. It was disastrous abuse that we don't need to rehash. Here. It's probably my favorite picture of all we, time. Yes, uh, yes, yes. We might dig that up. We see if we can dig that up. Um, but the question brings back a rush of otherwise obscure names for me now from this rival's recent-ish history. You know, there's Franchoni, Clausen, DJ Hall, Joey Freshwater. Uh, I'll start I'll start with least favorite so we can end this segment on a high note. Mike Shula's first season, 2003, game was in Tuscaloosa after being played. I don't remember when it switched from Legion Field, but it was probably about now. Does that sound right? Yeah. Ish. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm watching whichever deformed and horrid Clausen progeny is leading the Vols down the field. And and it was a lesson for me in loathing that I have not replicated to this day. That game taught me a few lessons, in, fra- in fact, frankly, as a 14-year-old in Bryant-Denny Stadium. But maybe the most important was about when and when not to use a pre-defense, Gregory. All right. Tell me, tell me your <laughs> least favorite. Brutal. Man, I, you know, I've thought about this, but frankly, it's any game for the Manning era just because I hate him so much. And we just kept losing. Mm. And there was just the 90s. I guess the 90s were the a 90s dark time. The 90s were a dark time. That sums up the rivalry well. And we'll move on to brighter days. Uh, for me, my favorite oh, third oh. Saturday memory is a toss up between the two literal greatest moments of my life uh the 2009 mount cody game which frankly i moved down a little because it wasn't a fun game it shouldn't have been this close tennessee had some miraculous plays in the fourth quarter that still make me break out in hives uh and then rocky block from 2005 that 05 game was our second win in 10 years and just something on a personal level that i needed so desperately and to be there in person to watch it uh, was was truly a special moment for me and has cemented Roman Harper as a god in my book. Uh, tell me your faves, Gregory. Well, Sonny, let me tell you. I think back to 1901. It was a mm. bright, sunny day. Um, it was the first meeting between these two teams. Unfortunately, the game ended early in a 6-6 to tie when everybody rushed the field during a controversial offside call and the refs were unable to clear the crowd for the second half. So that was my first memory of our Saturday in October. But then it was eclipsed. Eight years later, when I was at the 1909 game, and Tennessee fans chased ref R.T. Eglin away from the stadium due to an unfortunate call made by R.T. Eglin. Eglin then jumped aboard a streetcar and made his escape. But then, and only then, did I reach my final most favorite game when I was a student a good 89 years later in 1990. Two and three, Tennessee, two and three, Alabama traveled to Knoxville. I, in fact, made this trip 
Tennessee was number three and undefeated. The score was tied 6-6, six to six, 135 remaining. We were all expecting a tie. Maybe there were ties then. I don't remember when ties ended. Anyway, so Greg Harris from the vault. The 50-yard field goal blocked by Stacey Harrison. The bounce, the, the block took the ball all the way back to the Tennessee 37-yard line. We couldn't move the damn ball at all. But Philip Doyle, three plays later, came through, converting the 48-yard attempt as time expired. And that, my friend, is the finest moment in third Saturday. Yes. But Gregory, let me just say, let me just say that you look good for your age. <laughs> I, I feel good. great. Good. You know, I you know, you know, I have my moments, but really, you know, to be 140. Um, so anyway, let's get some serious content. Let's content about them balls. Uh, so like on a scale of peewee football to worse than that, how awful are these balls? Let me put it this way. What will the balls need to do to beat Alabama? All right. Well, for starters, I'd be remiss if I didn't point out that former Tide defensive coordinator Jeremy Pruitt, former and future Tide defensive coordinator Jeremy Pruitt, (laughs) floated the idea of an onside kick every time as one avenue to Vol victory. And because I have watched the Vols this year, I say, bring it on, Jeremy, please. That said, I've identified two more serious but still pretty much impossible ways that the Vols could possibly beat Alabama. Uh, If you'll remember, the Vols did hang on for a half with Georgia recently before everything went to hell. Uh, Here are those ways. Firstly, we have been a penalty machine this season. If Tennessee loses the penalty battle, they have absolutely zero chance of beating Alabama. The Vols need to rely on Alabama's mistakes, force them to stall on drives after offensive penalties, and you know take advantage of a lack of discipline that we've seen and was not worked out over the bye week, unfortunately. Uh, if Tennessee can find a way to force that and not commit bad penalties when they possess the ball, they will be one step closer closer to getting the victory. If we bail them out, it will take them a long way. Second, short passes. Love a slant pass. If the Vols go deep, they are dead in the water. But Alabama's young linebackers are vulnerable, and so if the Vols can run some shallow crosses and catch our boys off guard like the bastards from 5A do, they may can keep the tide on their heels. Fair enough, fair enough. All right, uh, so this is traditionally where I talk about what the um, Tide needs to do to win. In this case, the Tide needs to show up. Seriously. Short of forgetting where the stadium is, the Tide will win this game. Our blindness, mass blindness could help win the balls this game. Um we have the new lights because it's a night game. What if our entire team has a latent epilepsy triggered by blinking lights? Then the balls could pull out a win because we're too busy twitching and failing about. Um, outside of those events, they have good wide receivers, though I can't name a single one. Uh, they're coming in against one of the best defensive secondaries in the game. So like you said, their best bets to hit some short passes and try to break tackles against an inexperienced linebacker core. Uh, but like when, he, when Pruitt talked about, um, you know, the, the onside kicks, I expect mm-hmm. some of that. I expect decoration, onside kick, flea flickers, double flea flickers, statues of liberty. I think there's the potential for nudity. <laughs> One can only hope, I suspect, as long as Phil Fulmer is not involved. Although we're not sure if he's fat anymore. He is again, right? Know. 
I, we, well, you know, last we saw he was fat, then he wasn't fat, and then he was fat. I don't really – he's due to not be fat, but I don't we know. We need a is Phil Fulmer still fat.com. You just log on and get right. get a quick answer. <laughs> um, while, while we're at it, I, you mentioned the lights, and I need to ask – Yeah. What, just your takes on the lights um, before we see them. I mean – it seems like, a, honestly, it seems like a waste of money. Um, when, you know, we've got uh, we've got basketball reno that needs to be done. So instead, we've installed this EDM rave situation. But I'm not, I mean, it may end up being the coolest damn thing we've ever seen. I don't know. Um, but my initial take is, what was the point? Because we don't play at night very often. So what's the big deal? And speaking of that, yes. I want to get to something totally off script here. Uh, they have named the time for the LSU game, uh, and it's always been us in the afternoon. Notre Dame and Georgia was thought to be a bigger game than it turns out to be, and it was going to be the night game. So naturally, and look, I wish I loved anything as much as LSU loves a night game. But so naturally, the LSU people are already lobbying for them to move the LSU game to flip them and make the LSU-Alabama game at night. What do you think? Do you want to play them at night or do you care or had you rather play it in the middle, middle of the afternoon just to piss them off? I, I don't especially care, although I, I guess now that you put it that way, the middle afternoon, a, a day game sounds nice. I was thinking today how grateful I am that that game is not in Baton Rouge this year. So right. that's that's my biggest take. I don't really care when we play them as long as where is in Tuscaloosa. Fair enough. What, you, what, what are your thoughts? Uh... The, what I said, I want it to be in the day just because it, it'll piss them mm-hmm. off. And they'll spend all this time worrying about whether it's at night or not. And frankly, I just don't care. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and if I ha- if I get to pick one, I'm ready to ro- lobby Greg Byrne to play it at 2.30 just for the sake of being annoyed. I'd be all for it. But back yeah. back to the lights, it feels a little, it feels a little Auburn-y to me. I mean, George yeah. has already yeah. gotten to show theirs off, even though they put them in after we did. Uh, it right. just seems, it just seems sort of artificial in a way that we didn't need. But I, I will right. withhold full judgment until I can see it for myself. Uh, and honestly, it goes back to the entire change in atmosphere at Bryant Denny. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it used to be the band, and now we pump in music. Uh, we didn't have big scoreboards, and now we have all this stuff, which I guess, you know, look, it's, it's cool for the kids, uh, and it keeps them entertained. But me, I mean, you know, I'd rather just hear the band than, you know, be it, let it be like it used to. Uh, but, you know, I guess I'm old school like that. I don't know. But it's... The, it's, it's the NFL. It's the NFLization of college football. Yep. You know, it, everything has got to be big and loud and fancy instead of you know just kind of cool like it used to be. So in that sense, I don't like it, but I get it. And hey, if it gets you know, if people if people come and see the light show and stay to see the light show, then whatever we got a light show. Uh, I, whatever the whatever the five stars like, I'll take. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, is it time to get to some wagering? Let's do it. Let's do it. Here, we will pick three Southeastern Conference games that you can take to the bank, y'all. Granted, that same bank may then repossess your home. We can't guarantee that these picks will get your home back. But go hit on Roxanne in the teller window. Tell her we sent you. We hear she wants you. All right. First up, the Cox and the Chomp. We know how this usually goes. First off, fresh off, 
an impressive upset in Athens. South Carolina returns home, which precludes us from making cocks in the swamp jokes, and we are awfully disappointed about that. Anyhow, Gator is giving the cock a hard six and a half. Who you hating here, Gregory? Bravo. Uh, the cocks will be riding high against what is really a better team. South Carolina's trash stadium will be rocking with sandstorms. So I think, Clem- I mean, Carolina probably starts pretty strong. The problem is Florida is just better. Um, as much as I hate to say it, Clown Shoes is a better coach than Boom. And I think you'll have the Gators ready to play despite what happened last week. Um, I think, you know, honestly, Florida played for three quarters very well. Um, they were – LSU seemed like a well-oiled machine, and it seemed like everything Florida did was a struggle. But they struggled and made, got, made it happen. So I think they're a pretty decent team. Carolina is not a decent team. They're a one-hit wonder. I am hating the cock. What about you? I, I think you summed it up. I mean, Columbia is going to be jumping on Saturday, and so you figure – Vegas factored in more than the traditional three for home field advantage. I suspect it's five or six, which puts Florida as a 10-ish. Math is hard. 10 to 12 uh, points better than South Carolina. I think it's even better than that. I think the line is bloated from what happened a week ago. Uh, So I am hating a cock hard here. Fair enough. All right, next up, the erotic milkman go to Ole Miss where the Reds are getting five and a half points. This is a weird line. Who you hate? Yeah, I watched a little of that Ole Miss-Missouri game last week, and I think Ole Miss is um, – what's the word? Bad, bad. I think they are not good at football. Uh, I, I don't suspect AM will be showing up with their best. They're probably limping uh, from that ass being made to quit, as it were. But I, I don't think they can hang with Ole Miss. Ole Miss had a good win two weeks ago against Fandy, who is quickly proving to be one of, if not the very worst, Division One teams. Uh, I think Ole Miss is trash, hating a rab hard here. Fair enough. Um, and I agree with you. After what I saw Mizzou did at Ole Miss last week, um, I, I don't see Ole Miss keeping this within five and a half. Let me leave. Let me throw something else in, though, and I don't know the exact numbers. I'm sure somebody does. If you do, put it up on H2Theros on Twitter. Uh, there is whoever coming out of the Alabama game um, – that team is horrible against the spread. Uh, apparently, they get beat up and just can't go through life anymore. And their next game, they never cover. So, but nevertheless, having said that, that still feels like a 14, 17 point game for the Milkmen of Eros. Uh, hating the Rev pretty hard here. In fact, it is my hate of the week. Hate of the week. Of the week. Yeah. Nicely done. Oh. All right. And yes, I'm, I'm very familiar with your trend, by the way. That is a thing. We should keep an eye on it, but I don't like it here. Right. Uh, and plus, we're not as we're not as physical on defense as we used to be. And I don't think teams come out point. of our games feeling beat up anymore. They just we're not you know, physical just on game. offense or defense. Right. Exactly. Um, anyway, moving on to the third Saturday in October. Oh. Your tide enters this contest as a 35-point favorite with a total of 62, which means the boys of the Vegas are in the desert, sorry, are projecting a final score of somewhere in the vicinity of 49 to 14. Uh, with that in mind, what say you, Metsy, on this, the holiest of football days? Who do you hate? 
Oh, Gregory, this hatred runs deep for me. You know this. Uh, I've been breaking down film all week, like mm-hmm. I always do, doing my best Mark Jennings impersonation, just trying to keep up with the best in the business. And uh, I've been amazed. I I wasn't – I remember distinctly – AJ would come out and just flex on the Vols. And DJ right. Hall, going back, would come out and just flex on the Vols. And I didn't remember Tua flexing as hard as he has. Though, granted, the game in Knoxville last year? Yeah, last year, his touchdown to Jalen Waddell, it was 60-something yards, uh, was one of the greatest passes you will ever see in college football and was the greatest pass I've seen in person in my life. So uh, Tua has a track record now, and, and there are other uh, – proof points here of flexing on the Vols, and I think he's going to keep it up. We'll be missing Devontae Smith for a half, which we haven't discussed. I don't think that's bad, and we're going to get a player named Minchie, a four-star receiver by the name of Minchie in the game, which is fun because we can stay out of our Minchies, etc., etc. So I'm feeling good about the offense the defense is troubling however i think jeremy pruitt may it'll be interesting his his backup quarterback that they had success with one brian maurer yeah maurer, yeah i heard he's uh, game time yeah, he's a game time decision. He has looked much better than Guantanamo, but it I don't know if Pruitt will take the risk of putting him into that game. It seems like a bad call, but Jeremy may be looking for some sort of job security, uh, aren't we all? And so that that will depend a lot. I think we probably will see mostly Garantano, uh, Garantano, if you will. Um, but regardless, I think our defense does enough. The DBs are going to be flying around. It'll be a bend, don't break type of thing. And if I got to put a score on it here, which I know you're going to put a gun to my head and make me do, mm-hmm. I'm going to say tied 69, Tennessee zip. Nice. That's a nice pick. Um, I don't hate the Vegas line. I, I don't. I, Forty-nine to fourteen doesn't sound that bad to me. That sounds about right. Uh, but as of tradition, I will hate the tide here. Uh, I believe the final score is your tide forty-one. Nothing sucks like a big orange thirteen, and that will do it for another edition of Houndstooth Heroes. As always, we'll try to do better next week. Thanks to Bo and Elliot and everybody, the good people at Druid City Brewing Company for keeping us in the tastiest of suds when we're in Tuscaloosa, and you should do the same. Thanks so home, Betsy. Love you, Gregory. Love you. Y'all be good. Roll Tide. Go to hell, Tennessee. Tennessee.